0: what would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America, N.A. Member FDIC. Hi, I'm Polly Campbell, and this is Simply Said. Hello, hello, hello. This is Polly. Thanks for joining me today on the podcast. Yeah, today we are going to be talking about something that I've been thinking about for months. Unironically, we're talking about procrastination, and it's starting to weigh me down this summer. Have you ever felt like that? You should see our garage. There are baby toys in my garage with broken pieces or pieces missing. My baby is 14. There are clothes that are too small books I need to pass along, broken tools, about six garbage bags full of aluminum cans. The garage is a pit, and so is the shelf in my closet where I keep my sweats, my workout clothes, otherwise known as my everyday attire. Both of these things, the garage cleaning, the shelf cleaning, they've been on my to-do list all summer long, and fall is approaching, and yet I haven't done them. I've gotten a lot of other stuff done. It's been a great summer. I've gotten... Other projects completed. We've had good family time. But these unfinished projects, the closet and my shelf in the garage, they're weighing me down. I've put them off. And today, right after the show, I am not kidding. I'm going in. I'm going to clean that shelf in my closet and maybe even organize my jewelry box full of tangled chains. I don't know what I'll get to. But the shelf is going down. Today. This procrastination has gone on long enough. And it's rare. I'm not a huge procrastinator. Usually, when something makes it on my to do list at the beginning, it's completed by the end of the week. My husband, he does it differently. He'll put things off at home, well, focused on things at work, until I get to the point where I'm going to hire someone to do it or take it over. And then he just gets annoyed and he huffs around and he does it in about 30 seconds. We laugh about it now. We've been together a long time. And he is actually doing better about not avoiding those unwanted tasks. But I'll tell you what, there are some projects on my list that I just struggle to get done. We all have some tendency toward procrastination. Sometimes it depends on the task. Sometimes it's about our beliefs and the way we feel about our capabilities. Um, Sometimes it's about our mood, right? Research indicates that Procrastination can serve us. Psychologists call it mood repair technique. Doesn't that sound fancy? Procrastination as a mood repair technique. What it does is eases the brain's emotional response. so if we're stressed out or distressed about the fear of failure with cleaning the closet or how overwhelming the job will be, if we're feeling like we're incapable of completing a project at work or that we'll fail at it, then procrastination is one of our fight or flight responses, right? Our brain comes in and says, that's okay. Just do this thing. Watch this show. Do this project. Do something else so you don't have to feel so stressed about it, so you don't have to worry. But the relief is only short term. And then the procrastination itself wears on us, which is where I'm at right now. People who procrastinate have higher levels of stress and lower well-being than those who keep at it until the task is done. Postponing a task or job is the unconscious way we try to manage anxiety. But in the end, causes more anxiety and undermines our happiness and well-being. And I'm there with the closet. This is a 10-minute task. I do not have that many sweats. I'm talking one shot, And yet, right now, things are piled up. They're pushed in. They're not folded. They're wrapped up in a little ball where I stuck them just to get on with it, right? And now that's causing me stress and frustration, enough so that I can write a whole podcast around it. There's lots of reasons we procrastinate. Maybe you'll recognize yourself in some of these. I sure have. Why do you put things off? As a writer who is used to working on a lot of deadlines, I used to have the belief that I was just better under pressure, that I could do better work under pressure. Have you ever felt that way? That's a mistake. That is false. The research does not support that. In fact, it's just the opposite. When we're working under pressure, we often make more mistakes do a poorer job than we do when we have the time and we work along the way to get the work done. You know, we underestimate often how long a task will take. And so then we put it off and we then feel overwhelmed. So we avoid it. That's another form of procrastination, which is happening to me more and more. I think, okay, I can just get in here and finish this one job this one work project, like writing a chapter or something. And it takes me longer than I expect. And as I get into it further, it becomes harder and harder. And the sense I have about it, the feeling I have about it is one of overwhelm. So I want to avoid it further. I'm distracted. I go to Facebook or play the ukulele or go watch a show, right? That's another way I procrastinate. Perfectionism is a source of procrastination for a lot of people. What if we can't do it well enough? What if we're going to fail? This works for my husband. Or doesn't work for my husband because it causes him a lot of stress. But he used to avoid projects because he was worried he couldn't do them well enough. Or get them just how he wanted. The stakes were too high. So he'd avoid it as a way of not having to worry about that. Um... Analysis paralysis. Have you ever heard of this? This is my personal favorite. Overthinking, researching, planning. I write things out. I ponder. I think about it. Then I make a tentative decision and I go back and do a little more research on that decision or somebody tells me something different and I have to back up. I love this one because I like to think. I like to ponder things. And I use this as an excuse not to start on new projects not to buy things or to buy things, whatever it is. Really, what kind of blueprint do I need to clean the shelf of old sweats to organize it? And yet here I sit. I've overthought it. I've ignored it. I've thought, oh, it's just going to take, a minute, like one minute? No, it's at least a 15, 10, 10 to 15 minute job. I'm letting that own me. And in that way, another form of procrastination is, or another reason behind it is that we often make our tasks bigger than they need to be. Look at the summer, I've gone camping, which is requires major preparation. I worked on a major book project. I've read several 400 page books and larger. I spent a lot of time with my family. Relaxing, watching shows, hanging out outside I've exercised nearly daily. I've golfed, all of which take significantly longer amount of time than cleaning a single shelf in the closet. And yet these things are a whole lot more fun. So I've picked the fun ones over the done ones. I've made the closet shelf out to be this big, elaborate, hour-long thing. When it's a 10-minute deal, let's get in and do it. I'm still going to have fun. And I'm going to have both done. So in time, these procrastination behaviors, and instantly, they make us feel better. Just for a minute, like, right? oh, yeah, I'd much rather go golfing than clean the cloud. Oh, yeah, okay. So just enjoy the afternoon. But now you see me talking about it. Now you see me thinking about it. It's back on the list for the week. And research shows that this really takes a toll, and it hurts us, and it keeps us from being productive in other things. So what are we going to do? We're all going to procrastinate for one of the reasons we talked about. And you'll probably discover some of your others. But there is a way through it. We don't have to live with this weight. And we don't have to let procrastination getting in the way of creating the lives we want. Doing the projects that bring us meaning and fulfillment. What happens when we procrastinate is our mind is incessantly nagging. Think about this with your kids. Or maybe that's just me. (laughs) But when my daughter is not getting her stuff done, I'm coming in and said, hey, dude, you need to finish this up. Would you please do this? Can you have you finished the kitchen? Have you done this yet? Right. Over and over throughout the course of the day. That's what we do to ourselves. And nobody likes to be nagged. We it, it depletes our own energy and well-being, and it certainly isn't good for the people we're living with when when we do it the same. We know what that feels like, so let's not do it anymore. Here's how we can counteract our procrastination. A few ideas, and um, a few things I'm using this week. So one thing is do the job when your energy is high. You know, I'm a writer. I have to produce material every day, and I like doing that, but I don't like doing that at three o'clock in the afternoon. In fact, if you want my attention, don't call me, don't email me, don't ask for something after three o'clock. I'm tired, I'm unfocused, I've put out a lot of mental energy during the day and I'm not gonna do anything hard, anything that requires a lot of energy. I may sit and read during that time, uh, cook dinner, make a snack, that kind of stuff. So I know that the writing project's My best time to do those between nine and noon. Often I don't schedule anything else during those times because I want to do those things when the energy is high. And often those are some of the most complicated jobs and responsibilities I have for the day. So doing them first while I have the mental and physical energy to really think through them is much more effective to me. Then commit to short time chunks. I got this closet, I'll tell you right now, my approach today, and I keep saying this so that you hold me accountable, my approach today is that I will spend 10 minutes on this job, if it takes more than that, I'll either finish it up if I feel like it or I'll reschedule it and finish it tomorrow. Because when I think about spending an hour in a 95 degree day in my closet, it like smacks me around, it kills me. I'm not gonna do that but I can easily commit to 10 minutes and I know I can do it in this time. This is not rocket science. So chunk your projects. When you do decide to take on a task that you've been putting off, commit to short time chunks. 20 minutes works for a lot of writing projects I do. And then I sit down and I do it. And during that time, I'm not gonna waste any energy beating myself up over the fact that I haven't done it yet, right? In fact, we know that when we approach our tasks, our projects, our parenting, our everything with some kindness toward ourselves, some greater self-compassion, then we feel less stressed and we're more motivated. How motivated are you when somebody's yelling at you to get the job done, right? Don't do that to yourself. Instead, sit down and say, okay, I'm going to take this on for 10 minutes and good for you. Let's go. Let's work as hard as we can and see what we can accomplish in this time limit. And then you'll feel more productive, more satisfied, more confident the next time around, right? We are more productive when we are acting with self-compassion in the face of obstacles. And I don't care if it's a closet you're cleaning or an annual report or a sales meeting you have to plan via Zoom or new technology you have to learn. Be kind, You can do it, but there's no sense in beating yourself up. It will only hold you back and limit your productivity and your innovation and creativity. All right, let's talk about perfectionism. I think this gets all in the way for a lot of us and causes a lot of us to procrastinate. And that's part of your self-protective method, right? Because we are hired, wired to protect ourselves, to see the threats and rejection, Or criticism can be perceived as a threat. So if we do something, there is a real fear of failure. There is a real fear that it won't be good enough. So sometimes it feels easier to put that off and not get it done at all. Or wait so long that we can't deal with it anymore. The point is this, it's okay to be imperfect. When I write, I call it the throw-up draft. My first draft is Like everything I can think of about a topic or a chapter, everything I think will need to go in there. I don't worry a whole lot about grammar. I don't worry about the quality of the writing. I'm just trying to get started to get the words out so I could see what I think. And then I go back and I make it better. And then I go back again and I make it better. If I needed to be perfect on the first draft, I would never write anything. I wouldn't ever create anything. And I believe that the act of creation is one of the most important things that we can do in our life, whether we're creating a relationship with our children through parenting, whether we're creating a meal, whether we're writing, whether we're creating an income for our family, the ways we do that need to be innovative and encouraging and motivating and open. You don't have to be perfect. You have to be good enough. And we can all do good enough, right? So don't let perfectionism stand in your way. It doesn't have to be a real thing for you. Give yourself a break. Give yourself permission to do it imperfectly the first time. Give yourself permission to know it's good enough, but not great. Know that you can come back and do better the next time around with what you've learned along the way. How's that sound? Doesn't that sound a little lighter and a little easier to live? And that's what we're talking about on this show. How to live well, do good, be happy. This isn't about living life hard. This is about finding ways to be in the moment with our humanity. We are all going to procrastinate sometimes on some things. So give yourself a break. Act with self-compassion. Drop this need for perfection and go for good enough. And then set priorities. So if you have several things that need to get done today, go to the hard stuff at your optimal time, right? Whether that's 8 a.m. or 5 a.m. or 3 p.m., whatever it is for you, take on the biggest challenge at your optimal time when you have the most bandwidth, the most energy, the most ideas to give it. And then set priorities around the other things that need to be done. Take care of the essentials each day and let the other things pass. Then add those essentials in during some odd moments throughout. And this is where I made the mistake this summer. The closet shelf was not an essential, but now it is. Today, it's on the list at the top. It will get done right after this podcast because it's starting to weigh on me. That moves it up to the essential list, okay? When you are trapped in this cycle of overanalyzing, overthinking, you know, that's one of my favorite strategies, over-researching before making a decision or before taking action, number one, call for help. I'll bounce something off my husband or my daughter or a friend, uh, and I'll call for help and say, what do you think about this? Or I'm thinking this, how does that hit you? And I haven't done that real well, so I've been stuck in not moving forward on some things I wanna move forward on. So I'm working with an expert now to help me think about those things. I'm paying for that and, and that energy to help me. Know what's holding you up. To combat procrastination, we gotta know what we're stuck in, right? Is it that I'm overthinking? Is it that I'm trying to be too perfectionistic? Is it that I just haven't felt like doing it? Okay, now's the time to do it. I can counteract that today understanding what it is that's causing you to delay a project. Is it that you don't have enough information or you have too much? I meet people all the time who want to write an essay or a book. They procrastinate getting anything written because they're overwhelmed by their ideas. Pick one and go forward. Here are some other ways to counteract it. Go for the small wins. We know that when we feel successful, we are more motivated, and that is a small win. Today, cleaning the shelf, doing 10 minutes in the closet will be a small win, but I've had other small wins today. I get up every morning, I make my bed, and I count that as a small win. See, I'm a person who can get things done, and that's what that shows me, right? I've planned a dinner party, and I'm actually making the food. I've got some of that already started. I've already written an article, another small win. Cleaning the closet is just one more thing on the list, and I can do that. Limit the research planning, supply gathering, everything you need for the task to a few minutes. Set the timer. I already brought a box in from the garage for me to put the clothes in that I'm not gonna wear anymore. That's done. That took me 30 seconds, so I'm ready to go to work. If you have to order some supplies or you need to prepare for a work meeting, set a timer. 10 minutes or 20 minutes or whatever you think it's going to need and once that timer goes off go right into the action of getting the job done and then celebrate the doing no matter how big or small the task if it's something you've been thinking about or putting off man have a party when it's done feel good about yourself we have so much on our list to do I know you're getting stuff done all day long I know it Nobody's stagnant. But if you've done the hard thing, whether it's cleaning a single shelf in the closet or a big thing like filing an annual report or writing a book or uh, supporting your kids as they get through a pandemic or whatever it is, that's worth celebrating. And create the conditions that you want to work under while you're doing the job, right? That brings us to the Simply Start segment today, We're going to talk about how to get to it right now. So today, while you're listening, think this over. Pick a task that's been hanging over your head. Pick What's something you've been thinking about that you want to get done? Set a time to do it, hopefully before dinner tonight. Set a time today to do it. If you can't get it in today, put it on your calendar at the soonest possible date. This week, this week, put this on your calendar right now, though. Schedule it right now and chunk it. Think about the time it's going to take, the time you want to spend on it, the first round, and give the block in your calendar that, that 10 minutes, that 20 minutes. You can see it right here. Clean the sweat shelf in the closet. It's right on my calendar, and I left 10 minutes for it, okay? I'm going to do it right now. I'm going to do it in 10-minute chunks. I'll start with the 10, and if I'm not done yet, I'll come back and schedule another 10. And I'm telling you about it holding myself accountable, and I will be celebrating this aloud in a conversation at dinner. I know it's a little cheesy. I know I'm kind of a doofus, but dang, I've been fighting myself over this all summer. I'm gonna get up, I'm gonna get it done, and I am going to toast myself for getting it done. And then while I work, I'm gonna make it as fun as I possibly can. I'm going to put on some music. And this is the simply nifty practice. When you have something you need to get done, Turn on the music at 120 to 140 beats per minute. Those are the ideal beats per minute, the rhythms that you'll find in most pop and rock songs that actually synchronizes closely with our heart rates When we are getting activity. So when you're working out at the gym, most people work out better and harder when they're listening to some upbeat music. Our heart rates at the gym or during our exercise should be between 120 and 140 beats per minute. When we listen to pop or rock music, it synchronizes around that beat and actually becomes psychologically and physically motivating. We get more done when we're listening to that kind of upbeat music. So when I'm cleaning the closet, I'm belting it out. My daughter, in fact, she has hype music. She has a whole playlist that she calls hype music to get her motivated for school or the household chores or her soccer or exercise. When we do chores around here, we put on what we call working music and we play it loud and it has a steady and fast beat and we get in, we dance, we, we sing, we work faster to the rhythm of that music. So if you have a physical task or chore, or if you can concentrate at the desk with music running, I can't. So this is for my more physical stuff. My simply nifty practice today is to find your motivational soundtrack and you can count on me. I'll be blaring eye of the tiger, uh, or I will survive while I'm cleaning the closet because what up? I, I, that's what gets me going. That's what I'll be listening to my 120 beats per minute. I don't listen to music when I'm working at the desk on my writing, but. I do have another way, another kind of hype music that gets me going to keep me from putting things off. And to get in the right headspace, I'll play a different kind of music or an inspirational podcast before I go to my riding desk in the morning. And that gets my brain and my body going. And it's a biochemical way of getting motivated. So I'm less likely to put things off. Simply start pick a task today that's been hanging over your head set a time to get it done, chunk it up before dinner, right? And get that thing done. Then celebrate it. And simply nifty, my practice is to turn on some upbeat pop or rock music, 120 beats per minute, and get going before you get to work. And you'll have an easier time getting the job done. Let me know how these things work for you. What what are you putting off? What have you been ignoring this summer? It's time to get it done today. I promise you, you will feel less stressed, more motivated, more productive, more alive and engaged when you take it off your to-do list and off your shoulders. Be gentle with yourself. No need to nag. Just set a time and let's get going. If I can clean this closet, folks, you can do yours too. And in the end, we'll all feel good. Let me know what your task is is to do today let me know what keeps you procrastinating what holds you back and how you overcame it today to get the job done you can find me at PL Campbell on Twitter or at Polly Campbell author on Facebook let me know how it's going and how you did here's the deal procrastination can serve us for a while and sometimes if we put something off long enough we learn that it's not something we care that much about it might not be a worthy goal, and that's fine. Take it off the list. Perhaps we picked the wrong goal in the first place. But but if it's something that's hanging over you that feels like a nagging voice in the back of your head, take a minute today to look at what you want or need to accomplish, whether it's still important, and what's kept you from getting it done in the first place. Then you can counteract it with one of the approaches we talked about today, committing short time chunks, moving with self-compassion, overriding your perfectionism with a good enough first run, right? Or even an imperfect, you could say it from the get-go, this can be imperfect, I'm just going to get started, just get started. Once we break the inertia, it gets a whole lot easier to get our closet cleaned or our sales report finished or whatever we're working on, whatever we want to complete. And when we do that, we'll ease our stress and might even make it easier to find a pair of sweats if you're like me. That's good. Finding a clean pair of sweats to wear tomorrow, that that won't be a bad day. So I gotta go now, I'm gonna get started. I think when we combat our procrastination with awareness and these approaches, it will help us all live well, do good, and be happy. electric acid. hey guys it's Miriam love here and I want to share something very special with you check out my new release all in the Spanish remixes out now on electric cast records and always remember be love share love all love available now wherever you listen to music.